1: WWTC Minneapolis-St. Paul. FM 107.5. K-298-CO. Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Rescuers continue to search for survivors in flooded homes in Florida after Hurricane Ian passed through this week. Fort Myers resident Stevie Scuderi says she feels lost.
3: It's just
1: now starting to hit me. You know, I, I just feel myself being really... Wound up and
2: scared. I had the nightmare about getting out that window last night. It's scary. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell told WFSU TV the Florida channel, that she has a team already assessing the damage. We have
3: already started the planning efforts for what it's going to take to rebuild these communities um, and recover from this storm, but also recover in a way that makes them more resilient against some of the impacts from these storms in the future.
1: In the wake of Ian's devastation, SRN New is partnering with Food for the Poor to send emergency supplies to victims in Florida and the Carolinas. For more information, you can visit srnews.com. Eric Metaxas sees chaos in the economy. I think your average person looks at the landscape and says, this is madness. We are printing money. It's like the Fed and company are trying to destroy America. I I wouldn't do this. This doesn't seem like sound business practices to me. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnight at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent
2: Radio. Check out a new local podcast on the Salem Podcast Network. It's called Sideline Sanity with former NBC sideline reporter Michelle Tafoya. Listen at salempodcastnetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube.
1: Your weather today, mostly cloudy and a slight chance of showers high of 70. Tomorrow, partly sunny
2: and a high of 70 as well. Hour one of the Narn with Mintzberg is next right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, the station that's been conservative since long before it was cool and is still conservative now that in some circles it's actually becoming cool again. We'll be talking much more about that. I touched on that last week about the need to return to principled paleoconservatism Uh, For the future of this country and this state, quite frankly, and we're going to be doing much more about that. But uh, between now and Election Day, we're going to be scrambling just to keep up with all the campaigns, all the campaigners that want to get on the air and talk with us, which, of course, we will be doing today with uh, would be hopefully a candidate for the. Well, he is the GOP endorsed candidate for the third congressional district running up against Dean Phillips. Tom Weiler will be joining us in the second uh, second hour today, so stay tuned for that. But uh, the first hour, let's talk a little bit about I don't know. I I call it a problem. I call it a problem because the, the the American experiment, democracy as we practice it in America, a representative republic that governs by the consent of the governed, for the as a free association of equals that that are enlightened enough to be able to govern themselves rather than have some monarch come and do the job for them requires people to have a certain amount of intelligence on the ball to to not be mental intellectual cattle and and america has pulled this off in the past i mean first of all a people that didn't have at least some intellectual game would never have framed the united states constitution that's uh, it's never been attempted before it's scarcely been attempted since then and there were there were people who noted back in the early days of the American Republic that uh, American people were uncommonly intelligent and literate. Uh, when de Tocqueville came to America in the 18, uh, 1820s, he noted after observing the way European peasants were frequently illiterate and perfectly happy to stay that way, that Americans... Self-taught, though many of them were, even though the fact that hardly any Americans went to formal school, were extraordinarily literate by world standards then. Kind of odd how the worm has turned in the last hundred years. But in the 1820s, Americans, all the way down to the simplest, most peasant-like farmer, although we never had a peasant class in the United States until, well, really a hundred years ago, but the the peasant class the 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 agricultural class in america for the most part was very well read very intelligent they they knew what was going on in the world around them they they may not have had a lot of formal education but they sought out information and they were literate enough to do it it's a, it's an essential a element for government of by for the people a free association of equals governing by consent of the government. It's something that's essential for that to happen organically. Without that, if your population is just a mass of, of trained puppies running after the treats that they've been promised, well, democracy is, as we with a small d, a representative republic, is more or less impossible, or at least unsustainable in the long run. Which is why it's somewhat, A, uh, electorally cool, but... In terms of long-term sustainability of the United States, really scary to see how very, very low information that one of the major parties in this country depends on its voters being. That would be the DFL here in the state of Minnesota. And, and yeah, I can hear my Democrat friends say, hey, what about people who are in the Trump personality cult? Well, I've been fighting that uh, back against that since before Trump became president, and I always will. Uh, If you want to be a Trump supporter, by all means do, but go into it with your eyes open and disconnect your brain from personality cults of all kinds. And yes, Trump outkicked his coverage, as far as I was concerned, up until election time 2020. He was a much better president than I would have ever expected. So we'll give you all that, but mindless adherence to someone just because of who they are, that's called a personality cult. It's the opposite of real conservatism. So... Be a fan of anyone you want, but be able to articulate it. That being said, the DFL seems to have a real low-information voter. Well, I'm going to call it a problem because my goal is the future of freedom and self-government and American-style democracy. The DFL's goal is to get elected. And if you look at their, 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 their advertising this past few weeks, I mean, you look at their advertising in general You get the impression they're playing for the votes of people who just don't pay much attention. Now, that's been true for as long as I've been observing politics. It's been accelerating over the last 20 years. And let's be honest, here in Minnesota right now, right here, it's gone to absolute plague proportions here. First of all, Angie Craig's newest ads would seem to confirm my thesis that Angie Craig's internal polls against Tyler Kistner are pure garbage. Because you have Angie Craig, not the most left-leaning member of Congress, but certainly someone who agrees with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, which is a bad thing. Uh, You have Angie Craig's latest round of ads, which I believe came out last Monday, at least that's the first I saw them, showing the very left-of-center Democrat representative from the 2nd Congressional District, off-roading in a gas-guzzling Jeep, talking about all sorts of policies she has that, that that she's fought for. By the way, when Democrats say they fought for something, that means they, they put out a couple press releases about it, but it went nowhere, and it's okay by them. But when she says she fought for uh, laws banning congresspeople from becoming uh, lobbyists, and she fought against a congressional pay raise, And other things that sound like they could come straight out of the mouth of a conservative. In fact, and and doing it with the faintest hint of a southern accent, as she's seen off-roading on some trail in a gas-guzzling SUV. You know that her target is not voters who are keen intellects who have been paying attention for these last several years. We'll come back to Angie Craig in a bit. Because two more... Bits and pieces of advertising, or at least social media, came up this past week but that I want to talk about. Julie Whiteclaw-Blaha, who is the incumbent state auditor and is running a very— she, she's running an unthinkable race in that she is actually trailing the Republican in terms of fundraising. The only time I can recall this happening in 20 years of observing Minnesota electoral politics. Ryan Wilson is out polling her in the latest polls and is out fundraising her two to one. Julie White called Blaha not exactly lighting it up out there and, and doing less so with this tweet that came out yesterday. And I quote, Ryan Wilson supports a ban on abortion around six weeks. Ryan Wilson is the only statewide candidate to directly answer yes to every question uh, without any qualification, according to the response legend. Now, she's referring to a survey that the Minnesota Family Council allegedly put out now. I'm not going to go into details because the Minnesota Family Council said it was inadvertent and there was no survey sent out. Keith Ellison's opponent, uh, Jim Schultz, said that he never answered to it at all, and Keith Ellison lied when jumping on him about answering yes. But let's let's focus strictly on, on the answer that Julie Blaha would have us believe that Ryan Wilson gave. Let's go back to the top. Ryan Wilson supports a ban on abortion around six weeks. Wilson was the only statewide candidate to directly answer yes to every question, according to the response legend. Now, let's remember that Julie Blaha is the sitting incumbent state auditor, a servant whose job it is to audit state finances. So she missed $200 million, $250 million so far in fraud. It's going to wind up being a half a billion by the time we're done, by the way. But she would have us believe that she has something to do with abortion policy in Minnesota, or more importantly, that Ryan Wilson will do if he would. So let's do a little remedial civics for DFLers in the audience, or really DFLers in your audience between now and the election. Let's talk about the role of the state auditor in enacting or opposing abortion policy. This I'm going to sum up the uh, the, the exact impact that Julie Blaha, the incumbent state auditor, has on abortion policy in the state of Minnesota right now. Here it is. That's it. Right there. That's, that's the impact that the state auditor has on abortion policy in the state of Minnesota. Now, let's say Ryan Wilson wins, whether it's by a quarter point or 25 points, God willing, this November, uh, this, this a month away here right now, uh, let's, this will be the role of the state auditor in enacting or opposing policy for or against abortion in the state of Minnesota should he win. Here it is. More crickets. Nothing. The state auditor could be the most ardent pro-lifer or they could advocate for abortion up to the 200th week of gestation. It doesn't matter. The state auditor has no more to do with abortion policy than they have to do with calling plays for the Minnesota Gophers. Nothing. Now, in the wake of this same, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, Minnesota Family Council survey, the Keith Ellison campaign, or at least the the wannabe tough guy who runs his uh, Twitter account, made a similar claim that Jim Schultz is going to go out and, and, and make all sorts of hay on abortion policy. Now, let's recap. What exactly is the role of the attorney general, currently Keith Ellison, when it comes to enacting or pushing back against abortion policy that isn't laid down in Minnesota statute that's more crickets. Well, blow me down. so what is the role let's let's ask a further question what is the what, let's let's run down the list of all the Minnesota state statutes that deal with abortion that counter the Minnesota constitutional provision that abortion is a fundamental human right, that there's something that the attorney general can prosecute one way or the other. Let's hear that list. Why, yes, more crickets. It's as if the, the, the attorney general is bound by what state law tells them to do. So the, the attorney general, whether it be Jim Schultz or uh, Keith Ellison, has no more business uh, put kicking down people's doors over abortion policy that isn't laid down in Minnesota statute than they do, I don't know, prosecuting coffee shops that stay open against a dubiously constitutional emergency declaration. Ooh, boy, that, that, that slipped out, didn't it? Okay, so let's, let's have one more question here. What is the role of the Minnesota Attorney General in changing the Constitution of the state of Minnesota? What's not even crickets? Even the crickets are bored with this bit. There is no such role. Keith Ellison, Julie Whiteclaw Blaha, I want you to believe that Republicans, if they get into office, will have something to say about this issue. Let's take a break because I'm not done with this issue by any means. 651 289 4488, the number to call to join the Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280, the Patriots. We'll be right back.
1: sightseeing in paris at the mall in bloomington or on horseback in dallas we're where you are listen to am 1280 the patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app hello fellow patriots we'd like to introduce you to gts hvac hi it's Tamarin greg from gts We know you have a lot of great choices when it comes to heating, ventilation, and air conditioning companies. Even though we've been in business for 17 years, we haven't done a lot of advertising. So you might ask, why are we on this station? We believe it's important to stand up for our values and support those who do the same. If you'd like to work with someone like-minded, please give us a call at GTS HVAC. We're interested in long-term relationships and know that if we do the job right, you'll invite us back. So be sure to check our online reviews. GTS HVAC is a woman-owned business and family-operated. Contact us now for your fall furnace tune-up, and we'll give you a free coffee cart. We work on commercial buildings and businesses, too. GTS HVAC, your Ream Pro
2: partner in the Twin Cities.
1: Building systems that perform.
2: Happy to be on the Patriot and online at gtshvac.com.
1: Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS.
0: I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling.
1: He was in denial.
0: And when I get those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist.
1: Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus
0: rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me.
1: The fast action and the great results made Dan's
0: I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good.
1: For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation.
0: If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now.
1: Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433.
3: Optima Tax Relief testimonial from an actual
0: client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: You know, that's the song of the Cardinal, and Cardinal happens to be my last name. Hi, it's Bob Cardinal with Calhoun Companies.
0: If you're considering buying or selling a business, I'll walk with you. From defining an exit strategy to succession planning, for peace of mind and to ensure the process goes smoothly, put my three decades of business buying and selling experience to work. Call 952-564-3806.
2: AM 1280 the Patriot the Northern Alliance Radio Network 651 289 4488 Hey with deep gratitude we say thank you very much Mangatuzentak vielen dank merci for your support of the here to help campaign this past week we brought in over 12 grand to support life changing programs offered by the Salvation Army because no family should have to choose between rent and food thanks again to Jarrettom Medical we're talking about the DFL campaign so when they say The answer is yes a resounding yes they are doing it all the time constantly julie blaha asks the answer is heck yeah yeah they would absolutely they would lie to you they are lying to you and they're counting on you well maybe not you but the electorate to be low information voters now now, i want to make sure i'm clear on this because there are people say hey are you calling us low-information voters? I said, No, no. I mean, I should say, Yeah, I am. Okay, but if you say, Hey, is that supposed to be an insult? No, it's not. It's not an insult. It's it's accurately describing a condition I see in the world around me. the 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 typical DFL voter, if you take the DFL's messaging in this election to be some sort of indication as to who they're trying to talk to, then you would have to assume. That the typical DFL voter is a middle-class, white, progressive, suburban to exurban, or perhaps well-heeled urban uh, person with a degree, perhaps an advanced degree. So uh, a person who's highly educated, no, not highly educated. Education, some of the best educated people in the world have high school diplomas or less. Uh, Not all of them, by a means, but there's a difference between schooling and and education, as Dennis Prager, it says, uh, says it, it, it takes a f- elite education to be truly, truly stupid. And that sort of reflects the idea that there's a difference between schooling, the number of years that you spend in classrooms, writing papers, uh, garnering credentials and education, actually being able to assess the world around you and think critically about it. Well, a well-educated person is someone who engages with the world around them and says, well, wait, I've got questions. I've got questions about what you're saying. A well-schooled person who is simultaneously a low-information voter doesn't ask those questions. They just chant on and on and on. So that's what what you get when you have, at least that's what I have to assume. Uh, that the Democratic Farmer Labor Party in Minnesota assumes their voters are, because it's getting down to the last month before an election, ladies and gentlemen. You you know that these people are reaching out to the people they, they, they're trying to get to make sure they come out to the polls to vote for them. And so if you have the candidates for these constitutional offices saying, hurry! Make sure you come out and vote for me so my opponent can't do something that I can't do one way or the other, and either will they. They're counting. They have to be counting on their voters to be gullible, querulous, very, very highly entitled about their sense of intellectual achievement with not a whole lot to show for it. I mean, this is not me making this up. This is an inevitable takeaway from reading their messaging. How else do you look at it? They are saying, they being Julie Blacha and Keith Ellison, are saying, in as many words, they think their voters are dumb enough, well, no, 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 ill informed enough, low information enough, to be fooled by something that anyone who passed Minnesota Civics 101 in ninth grade would know better than. For example, you have the wave of ads from the Alliance for a Better Minnesota and other dark money packs coming out uh, saying Governor Scott Jensen has a plan to limit abortion. Well, maybe he does. I mean, uh, most of us pro lifers, to one extent or another, do have some kind of a plan to at least shave the most absurd, horrific edges off the practice. Most of us who are realistic know that we're not going to get abortion banned because 20% of the population will vote for abortion come hell or high water, whether it's for the first six weeks, 15 weeks like most of Europe, or all the way through and even after pregnancy like some abortion uh, proponents advocate. But a governor can plan. That's the word they use in these ads, Scott. Scott Jensen's plan to limit abortion. You can plan anything you want, just as as carefully as I plan my third date with Anna Kendrick. But unless the Minnesota State Constitution changes, here are the exact changes that the governor can make whatever his plan is. Exactly! We got the crickets back, thank God. This—that That is exactly what the governor could do until the Constitution changes. Now, I've had a number of progressives say to me, actually, actually, the, the, the governor could, could appoint justices to the Supreme Court that will overturn Gomez, the, 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 constitutional, the, the case law that led to the constitutional provision that made uh, abortion a, a protected right in the state of Minnesota. Actually, a governor could do it. Well, if that's the case, I mean, bravo. You've given us an eternal truth about all rights or things that you consider to be rights. Rights which are self, as we discussed last week in our segment on the Sharon Declaration, Rights are things that are indivisible from you as a human, things you're born with, things that can't be legitimately taken away short of gross malfeasance on your part. Rights are things that are endowed to you by your creator. And speaking as someone who has spent his entire adult life fighting to keep an inalienable right— the right to defend myself, my family, my property, my community, and my freedom via my Second Amendment right, which, by the way, is actually in the Constitution in black and white and has been interpreted to mean an independent, uh, individual right, a right of an individual as an independent, autonomous member of society to protect their lives, their family, their property, their community, and their freedom in as many words. And yet I have to go down to the legislature every year and convince legislators one at a time not to vote to take my rights away. And every once in a while over the past 30 years, I've had to go out face to face, mano a mano with the people of Minnesota saying, hey, here's why you should not vote against my rights to keep and bear arms, my civil right. I have had to fight this fight every single electoral cycle at every level of government from the city all the way up through the national government to keep my right to keep and bear arms, even though it is there in black and white in the United States constitution, the Supreme law of the entire land, not just Minnesota. So the fact that you might now in the wake of Roe v. Wade, you, the pro choicer might have to go out and do What I have had to do for the last, well, myself and my forebears in the movement have had to do for over 50 years now, 54 to be exact, fight for my right to my rights, it doesn't exactly get the sympathy I suspect you're hoping for. But the fact is, the governor's role in changing the Minnesota Constitution is nothing for those of you who didn't pass Minnesota Civics 101 in high school back in ninth grade, which seems to be most of the DFL and, frankly, a few Republicans as well, the Constitution gets changed when a majority of the state legislature initiates a referendum. In other words, they, they, they pass a bill that says, we're going to vote on this this fall. The governor, uh, it, it, these, are, these are bills that alone, practically, I don't think there's many exceptions. I can't recall because I didn't take I wasn't in Minnesota when I took Civics 101. Uh, this is one type of legislation that the governor has no veto power over. So if the Democrats somehow manage to sweep the House and the Senate this fall and push, and, and somehow Scott Jensen wins the governor's race, which strikes me as less likely than some other possibilities, but let's just say it happens. We have Democrat House, Democrat Senate, Governor Jensen. And the Democrat House and Senate say okay we're going to codify abortion uh, up through the 40th week of pregnancy and the first year thereafter and they pass a law to say we're going to send this out to the voters Scott Jensen can't veto it he can't of course the voters are going to shoot you down and stomp on you but that's fine because most voters are somewhere in the middle on this issue by the way I mean I've I've heard a, a Forest full of Democrats on social media say, hey, the Kansas referendum shows that voters are even in red states are fundamentally pro-life. Now, it shows that most voters in the middle, the big, big middle, are kind of moderate on the issue. Most voters are not the 20 percent who uh, 10 or 20 percent who want abortion through the 50th week of pregnancy. And they're not people who want to ban abortion. They want some sort of compromise somewhere in the middle. And obnoxious as that seems to the extremes on both sides, that's where most people are going to end up. And that's where most elections are going to end up. So if you want to try and convince people not to take away the, quote, right to abortion, end quote, you might want to work on your convincing people, kind of the way a Second Amendment people have had to do. Successfully, I will have you know. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot, they're lying to you. They're hoping you're stupid. What can I say? Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
1: As a hunter, you know that weather has a huge impact on game movement. Get the info you need before you hit the field with the Stock and Barrel Hunting Forecast. From AM 1280, The Patriot. Foul weather is a duck hunter's friend. And deer move with the barometer. Get yourself in position to bag your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast. Thursdays at 7 and 11 a.m. and 3 and 7 p.m. courtesy of Stock and Barrel. Minnesota's premier shooting range. With two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine?
2: AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. As a hunter, you know that weather has a humongous impact on game movement, so you can get the info you need before you hit the field. Foul weather is a duck hunter's friend and a deer move with the barometer, as you know. So get yourself in position to bag your query with the hunter's forecast. Thursday morning, 7 to 11 a.m., plus 3, plus 7 p.m., courtesy of Stock and Barrel, the, the range of the stars, Minnesota's premier shooting range, in Chanhassen and Egan. Well, you're going to go to Stock and Barrel and you're going to sign up for the Stock and Barrel hunting forecast. Do it now. 651-289-4488 the number to call. So I'm talking this hour. Uh, By the way, I should say next hour. We'll have Tom Wyler, who's running for uh, Minnesota, uh, sorry, the United States House of Representatives, Congress, as we call it, uh, in the Minnesota 3rd Congressional District up against Dean Phillips, one of the three Minnesota uh, congressional uh, <laughs> members of Congress, three members of the contingent, along with N.G. Craig and uh, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar, who were particularly called out for having traded a whole lot of stock that uh, that benefited them immensely greatly, which may have been behind. Now that I think about it, Angie Craig's uh, ad, in which she came on like an extra from Dukes of Hazard, like she may as well have been playing Kid Rock and Leonard Skinner, as she drove around on her in her gas guzzling SUV, pretending to be an off roader, talking about how she tried to she quote fought for legislation to prevent uh, legislators from, from trading in certain types of stocks under certain conditions here. She fought for it, but doggone it, she lost just in time to profit from it, apparently. Anyway, Tom Weiler running against Dean Phillips, one of the three, along with Klobuchar and Craig, who were called out as being particularly uh, adept at playing the system to to. Cash out big time on stocks. Not as big as Nancy Pelosi, <clears throat> admittedly. Not as big as Harry Reid. Not as big as a lot of DFL and Democrat legislators and, and Congress people. But certainly, uh, they they did it quite well. Anyway, we're talking in the first segment about how desperately the DFL requires uh, their 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 voter base to be perhaps highly schooled. I mean, that's something that's come out in polling over the last couple of elections. The DFL and the Democratic Party, both nationwide and here in Minnesota, parties that used to be at least cast themselves as the party of the working stiff, have moved their base from really kind of a donut, if you will. People who are at the bottom of the economic scale, sorry to say, a lot of people, uh, I mean, your, your traditional inner city voter, uh, which is why they they do so very well in the in the fourth and fifth congressional districts here in Minnesota, and the opposite end of the socioeconomic spectrum, extremely highly schooled, not educated, schooled, uh, generally white, over uh, disproportionately female uh, voters, highly schooled, but not necessarily especially well informed. An example of which i I have to bring out here in in response to my uh, first hours, uh, actually, my first couple segments here. I, I, I wrote a tweet uh, as as Democrats are starting to realize that Roe versus Wade was probably going to do exactly what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it was going to do. In other words, get thrown out as being impeccably badly written law. I, I re- respond to I responded to Representative Ryan Winkler, who is the current Senate uh, House, I should say, Minnesota House Majority Leader, a, a DFLer with whom this show and blog has been going round and round for close on 15 years now. Uh, he wrote a, a, a tweet starting with, and I quote, with Row on life support, and then I finish the thought for him, as I am wont to do. Then the Minnesota legislature will actively have to do its job and take votes on controversial issues like abortion without hiding behind the Supreme Court. I did this in support of a, of a topic on the show about this time uh, a little over a year ago. Now, I will say this. I try and keep up on the relevant laws and, the, the, if you will, the civics 101 of talking about politics in Minnesota. But I am fallible. I'm fallible in this sense. A year ago, uh, what was the date? September 23rd, 2021. So literally 53 weeks ago, I had not heard about the Gomez decision. I had not needed to hear about the Gomez decision because as of last September... The law of the land, as laid down by five guys, six six five six people in black robes in 1972, abortion was a fundamental constitutional right that could not be questioned at any level. So the fact that Minnesota had a constitutional provision that made abortion a constitutional right in the state of Minnesota meant about as much as Minnesota having a constitutional provision uh, guaranteeing the freedom of speech. Yay, Minnesota. But the supreme law of the land already covers that. I mean, you can reinforce it if you want. Minnesota, by the way, direly needs to pass its own version of the Second Amendment, a much more specific version of the Second Amendment, which, by the way, whose value has been demonstrated by the abortion debate because when Roe got shot down as badly written precedent by a originalist Supreme Court, justifiably so, even if you leave politics out, by the way, the idea that the Supreme Court can go out and create a new enumerated right of the people without the legislature doing it and without it being mentioned in the Constitution. I mean, this was called out as being ripe for overturning by That notorious conservative jurist, Ted Nugent. Did I say Ted Nugent? No. (laughs) Silly me. I was talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was predicting 10 years ago that Roe was short for this world. You didn't need to be a constitutional originalist to see this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not that person. But she is someone who knows how the Constitution is supposed to work, how enumerated rights are supposed to work. The Supreme Court is no more, has no more right to say what fundamental rights are than they have to pass a budget. That's the House of Representatives jobs, by the way, for DFLers out there. Because you might be thinking, hey, let's get the Supreme Court to pass a budget that gives us universal basic income. It's not an enumerated power of the Supreme Court, or for that matter, the President, or for that matter, a Senate. Oh, by the way, by the way, that's why, that's why the student loan forgiveness is going to get shot down here sooner than later because that is also the House of Representatives' job to spend to to appropriate money for the executive branch to spend. Congress didn't appropriate it any more than the Congress established legislation saying, yeah, we're going to treat abortion as a fundamental human right. But the Minnesota Constitution did, and that's why, by the way, if you're a Second Amendment supporter, we need to get If we do happen to win the House, Senate, and Governor this year, we're going to have to get behind not only constitutional carry and stand your ground, But a Minnesota right to keep and bear arms amendment that takes out any foreseeable ambiguity in the law, in the Second Amendment, this whole well-regulated militia thing that so many silly, uh, less well-informed leftists keep getting tripped up over here. We're going to have to fix that, which is why we need to get everyone, literally everyone and their grandmother on the right side of the aisle out to vote as often as they are illegally allowed to do. That's once, by the way, once all of you St. Paul Democrats (laughs) <laughs> I know, we need to bring the evidence it's It's coming here, folks. It'll be there eventually. No, no secret can be kept forever i'm'm I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here at any rate, this ties in this 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 uh, Democrat who's saying, actually, based on a tweet I wrote a year ago back when Gomez and the Minnesota constitutional provision supporting abortion was both in existence and irrelevant. Is irrelevant today because uh, it, it doesn't change any points here. Any right that you have that is laid down by the legislature can be legislated out of uh, of existence. Any right that you have that's any right at all uh, that you. <laughs> that is that is upheld by five people in robes can be taken away by five people in robes. At the end of the day, the fundamental fact is it's your job, your obligation, your duty, and quite frankly, your privilege to fight for the rights that you hold dear. Whether it's speech and the right to defend yourself, your life, your family, your property, your community, and your freedom, speak, to worship, to have a free conscience, to have privacy in your in your homes and effects. Or to have an abortion, whatever that is. Whether that right is laid down by the Constitution of the United States. Or by five people in robes making things up as they went along, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg all but referred to in as many words or passed by a legislature whatever it is at the end of the day your rights are only as safe as your ability to get out in front of uh, any effort to change them to remove them to abrogate them we second amendment people have had to get out in front of efforts to change our rights which are in as many words in the constitution for 50 years now all of you pro-choicers out there are going to have to get used to convincing people to do the same for you, uh, the thing that you consider to be an essential right. We Second Amendment people have had to get fairly adept at convincing the unconvinced. We do a lot of it. People say, hey, you're never going to convince anyone. We've done it. We have convinced, uh, according to at least some sources, uh, enough people to make gun rights a viral matter in American social life. It's up to you, pro-choicers. I'm here fighting against you. As long as we keep it peaceful, I'm, I'm willing to hear any argument you've got, as is a good chunk of the American people. But that's really what it's going to be about is convincing people. One voter, one legislator at a time, one law at a time, one measure at a time, one, one element of what it makes this democracy work at a time. Your rights are only as secure as your ability to do that. Sad, but true, and one of the great truths of human existence. Northern Alliance, we'll be right back. Hide what you have to hide And tell what you
0: have to tell AM
1: 1280, The Patriot Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
0: Hey, you still got that trick knee? it starts hurting
1: whenever the weather's going to change? Yeah, I'm feeling it that way. It's that old hockey injury. You know, an Arctic Spa all-wetter pool from Premier Pool and Spa could help you relieve some of those aches and pains. No kidding, eh? Yeah, imagine coming home from a long day at the salt mine and easing into a world of warmth and comfort.
0: Oh yeah, I can almost feel it. And then, when you're all limbered up? you can stay in tip-top shape with an invigorating swim. Wow, sounds like an all-weather pool from Premier Pool and Spa is a hot tub, a spa, and a pool all in one. Yeah, and because it's engineered for the world's harshest climates, it's perfect for Minnesota. Hey, maybe after a few sessions in my pool, I can actually get back on the ice again. If you mean for ice fishing... Then I would say, let's go, eh? That's probably more my speed. Hey, all-weather pools from Arctic Spa are on sale now at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. You deserve it. Premier Pool and Spa, online at premierpools.com. If you
1: were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today, and today only. The timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up. Call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing.
3: Call now for your free information kit.
1: 800-687-7979. 800-687-7979. 800-687-7979. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com frighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online christian greeting card site crosscards.com there's one for every occasion birthdays holidays or just to let someone know you care crosscards.com is a division of salem media group
3: am 1280
2: the patriot northern alliance radio network 651-289-4488 hey don't forget, you can get yourself in on a 10-day adventure. You will remember forever the Stand with Israel tour with Dinesh D'Souza Sebastian Gorka broadcasting live. Make sure this is a memorable trip. Get online today. See the full itinerary. Ooh, cool. At AM 1280 thepatriot.com. This is a good bit. I want to go on one of these sometime here. I, not going to be this year. My big goal for this next year is to get to Norway. But stand with Israel, definitely on the agenda because I do want to get there. Anyway, join us, by the way, 651 289 4488. I just wanted to walk up to that post and publicize the greatest band that you've never heard of. Iron City House Rockers from Pittsburgh. I am literally their only fan from west of Chicago. I, I put up a fan site for them years and years and years ago. I don't know if it's still out there or not. But uh, the drummer from the band, which, by the way, broke up in 1984. I mean, we're, we're going back a few years. Wrote me and said, huh, I, we have no idea. We still had fans anywhere west of Cleveland. And, and largely they didn't. But that's okay. <laughs> it, only, it only takes the right people to show up. So, someday, I'm going to do a show on music that you have all not been exposed to, that you should be exposed to. But we've got an election to try and steal back from the low-information voter today. Uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me uh, on on topic. And, by the way, you can also join me on hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N-Show, on Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. All of those platforms will get you straight to the control room where operators are standing by ready to talk about all of this, all of it, every bit of it. Anyway, we're talking about uh, the lies that the Minnesota uh, DFL candidate uh, slate for constitutional office, not to mention the the House and Senate candidates, uh, the congressional candidates like like Angie Craig, and the full slate of legislative candidates all the way down to your, your state legislative candidates here, are having to go through to try and keep their base fired up and don't get cocky folks i mean people have been saying red wave for well over a year right now and the media went and and uh, has spent a good chunk of the last year trying to uh, debunk that idea and of course some of the latest real clear uh, real clear politics polling is showing that there actually is the chance of a solid red wave popping up out there and a point of evidence that might suggest that there's something to that is that you see all these Democrats and all of this dark money, which Democrats hate unless it's theirs, rolling out to talk about one subject and one subject only, abortion. Or the most comical one of all, uh, the the which we talked about last week, Keith Ellison, uh, putting out ads for the past two weeks talking about how important he is for law and order. Let's make sure we're clear on this. Keith Ellison. Who has been running this absurd series of ads featuring Mike Freeman and John Choi? Not the first two names you think of when you think of good, solid in, in, uh, law enforcement with integrity that 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 focuses on criminals rather than the, the dunking on the innocent and burdening the law-abiding citizen. Coming out talking about what a great friend of Law and Order Keith Ellison is. Let's take you back in time. A year ago this week, in the Star Tribune, September 26th, a year ago this past Monday, in the Minnesota Star, Minneapolis rather, Star Tribune, an article in the op-ed section called by Keith Ellison entitled, Let the Amendment Start a Conversation. And he went on to talk about the virtues of defunding the police the the yes question on last year's uh, minneapolis uh, charter ballot which would have fundamentally reformed the minneapolis police department wouldn't have as as we're told by a uh, rafts of progressives actually it wouldn't have defunded anything well no but it would have fundamentally changed how law enforcement is supposed to work in in minneapolis uh, to being fundamentally a a a negotiation tool against criminals as opposed to deterrence, capture, incarceration, and prosecution. I mean, it wasn't so much about where the money went. Hey, actually, they don't want to defund the police at all. No, but they want to fundamentally change what law enforcement is supposed to be. And part of that change, by the way, as we saw this past week for Keith Ellison, is focusing on the people he considers to be the real problem, the law-abiding citizen exercising their Second Amendment right. Oh, yeah, he did an appearance... With, uh, with with protect Minnesota this past week at one of the little soirees, so his focus on law and order is focused squarely on you, the law-abiding gun owner. But da da da. A year ago, last Monday, September twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, let the amendment start a conversation. Now, it's worth pointing out that six weeks, roughly six or seven weeks after that editorial came out, the conversation ended sharply when Minneapolis, of all places curb stomped the amendment, curb stomped. And and by the way, nowhere more so than in North Minneapolis and in Five Corners, the place where crime has been most out of control, the actual citizens who do the voting of all races, creeds and colors, but especially the African-Americans of the North Side, who almost went on to topple Ilhan Omar from the DFL nomination as part of this. And stomped this bill, as as we talked about on election like last year, or right after the election last year, the yes, the 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 restructuring the police amendment to the Minnesota Minneapolis City Charter lost by the biggest margins in North Minneapolis, Five Corners, and all the other places that are the most drastically directly affected by crime. It did best in places. Where the, are the home of the white progressives, members of the nonprofit industrial complex and public employees unions, places like your Powderhorns, your Linden Hills, your West of the Lakes. Actually parts of West of the Lake actually voted heavily against it. So but but the parts way down south, the Comas, Powderhorn, Longfellow, the places peopled by your teachers union employees, your nurses union employees, your nonprofit industrial complexers. That crowd voted for it. Northside, Five Corners, Phillips, catastrophically against it, and took a bunch of city council people out with it. So, yes, the, the, the choice was, in fact, clear a year ago. But you look at that TV ad and the social media campaign that runs along with it. The choice is clear this November, said his tweet in support of his ad. Keith Ellison is the only candidate in this race with a proven track record of tackling the most serious crimes and delivering justice for Minnesotans every single time. By the way, the ad goes on to say he actually added uh, staff to the criminal division. It's because there was almost no staff in the criminal division to begin with. The ad says he's never lost a case. It's because, for the same reason, I've never had my plumbing collapse after I repair it, because I hired a professional, which is what Keith Ellison did, to try Derek Chauvin. The only thing Keith Ellison has done in his time in office is beat down the doors of restaurants that defied the dubiously constitutional emergency powers two years ago. That's it! Tom Weiler joins us after the break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
3: happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your children, just look at the reaction to the work of Patriot Mobile in multiple school districts across Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company and is a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer this. Same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they have multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com/gorka or call 972 Patriot. Free activation with offer code GORKA. Special discounts available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com/gorka972Patriot. Patriotmobile.com/gorka.
0: I highly recommend Mount Calvary Lutheran Preschool in Richfield.
1: The teachers are qualified, loving, and loyal. Uh, Mount Calvary Preschool is more than I could hope for. They have this really big indoor gym, private outdoor play area, and a very nice kitchen where all the meals are made. My son has thrived and developed in so many ways, academically, spiritually, and socially. The flexible scheduling, mornings or afternoons, a couple of days per week or full-time fit my family's busy life. Search for Mount
3: Calvary Preschool Richfield.